Has everybody got one? If you could turn to um, the center page, open it up in the middle, and uh, on the right-hand side, you'll see uh, we've got two meetings this evening. We have the vestry meeting, which is the uh, meeting and the election of the church wardens, and then we have um, uh, the annual parochial church meeting, the APCM, we call, we call a whole lot the AGM, as uh, we meet together. Um, uh, the first thing that I need to do is, um, it always seems a little bit silly really, but I need to get you to approve that the minutes uh, from last year uh, were correct. Um, the minutes of last year's meeting that, of course, most of us were at, um, at the bottom of that right-hand side. Um, uh, that actually last year, the only thing we do in the vestry meeting is elect church wardens, and we elected Danny and Aaron. Uh, do you agree that they are a true and correct record of that meeting? Those in favor? Thank you. Any abstentions? No? Any against? No. They can't be, because there's nothing to disagree with. That's very good. Okay, so uh, no matters arising, because there's nothing to arise from that, unless you want to question the character of either of our church wardens at this moment. You want to have a little time to think about that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have got um, two people who've stood to be church warden at St. Paul's this year. Have we got the sheets, Ray? Are they up? Um, Danny and Aaron have agreed to uh, stay on as uh, church wardens uh, for uh, another year, which I am absolutely thrilled about. Um, is there anybody else here who wants to stand for church warden? That's marvellous, in which case we can duly elect them. Thank you very much, kind sirs. You're duly elected as church wardens. Let's give them a round of applause, shall we? We'll get you up uh, in a minute and we pray for everybody. Okay, we then move on to the uh, AGM, which is on the next page, you'll see. Um, uh, are there... Any notifications of any other business? Anything else that's come up this evening that we need to know about? Okay. Uh, uh, these uh, minutes were all available yesterday. I hope you've had a moment to look at them. Do you agree that they are a true and correct record of last year's meeting? Those in favor? Yes. Any against? Any abstentions? Marvelous. Unanimous. Thank you very much. That's great. Um, any matters arising from those? Minutes, we'll just go through them by number so you can pick up on anything you want to pick up on. On number one, two, three, four, six. We missed out number five there. I don't know where that happened to that. Went for a walk. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, that's great. No matters arising. In which case, I'm going to invite Vicky to come and uh, take us through this year's accounts. Vicky, thank you. Right, here we are again. It's time to do some number crunching, but you'll be pleased to know I'm not going to go through every single line. I'm just going to try and give you a bit of a summary as to what happened last year 
Um, you've got all the detail in the AGM booklet. If you want to ask any question on any of the lines that are, uh, is in our budget, then you can do that now or you can grab me at any time. But I'm just going to try and pick out the key points from last year. So it's time for us to look back at 2010, although I'm sure you'd agree it was already a long time ago. It seems a long time ago that cream eggs hit the shelves in the shops and Christmas is, well, a dim and distant blur to me now. I'm sure it is for many other people as well. But look, it's worth taking time to look back and see what happened last year just to see how God was providing for us and being with us um, in everything that we were doing. So looking back, when we started the budget, for two, set the budget for 2010, we thought it was going to be another economically challenging year because 2009 was particularly difficult and things haven't improved that much in the general environment. So we were both setting income and expenditure at prudent levels. So planned income was set at 458,000 and expenditure at 461, which meant we had a deficit of 3,000 at the outset, which we felt was manageable as a PCC as we went through the year. And then during the year, we saw our income rise. So it went up by 10%. And, we, and so we saw it go up by 10%. The main reason for that was actually the tax man, which is a bit of a funny thing to be able to say the tax man was helpful for a change. This was because we used to reclaim our gift aid quarterly, but in arrears, but we're now completely up to date. So instead of having 12 months worth of income tax or gift aid tax in this year, we've got 15. So this is a one-off timing adjustment, but it meant we had an extra 36,000 worth of income. So it's just a one-off timing adjustment um, and it won't happen again. And actually the tax man's being a bit harsh, as I'll tell you a bit later. Um, we also kept a sharp focus on the costs. They went up by about 4%, which was partly due to the preparatory work done in the chancel room, putting in the window and the um, joist across to support the, work, the building work for the five-year plan. So by the end of the year, our £3,000 deficit had become a £42,000 surplus. And as you... And when we looked at the surplus as a PCC, um, we, we considered what we should be doing with that. And as you may remember, in 2009, because of the position the church was in, particularly with our income and reductions in plan giving, we made a decision to reduce the percentage given to missions directly from 15 down to 10%. So from last year's surplus, this PCC has allocated 5% of the surplus as additional funds for missions, and then the remainders to be set aside to help pay for the building work that's planned. And looking in a bit more detail about where did the money come from, I hope you might be able to read it, some of it. It's the same graph that's in the, the packs, given the black doesn't really show up very well. So looking at where the money came from, around 70% of our income comes from planned giving, gifts and collections. This is exactly the same as it's been in previous years. But looking in a bit more detail, our planned giving actually decreased by 2% against 2009. That was mainly due to the knock-on effect of people either moving away from St Paul's in 2009 or people ceasing to give because they've lost their jobs or had a change in their circumstances. We have seen new members joining this scheme and the actual giving was 9% or 9,000 above the budget we set. So we, and we expect this to increase by 3 to 4% in 2011. So we've seen the full year impact of 
the difficulties in 2009, but hopefully things will start to come up again in 2011. Gifts and collections were slightly up a bit against budget, but if you remember last year we had the gift day, so they're 48% lower than last year because of that one-off gift day, but they were again in line with what we were expecting. Hall and church rent were also on budget, although lower, and la lower than last year because we don't get the rent from New Wine anymore because they paid for the building work. Um, tax, as I've already mentioned, the tax refunds were up by 36,000. As I said, that was a one-off. Um, and the other, you can see other is up by 15. It's always an interesting thing to know what's in other. This is basically um, the one-off charity collections, which we don't budget for. So that, that includes the 15,000 that was raised for it, including um, Haiti, Youth for Christ, Pakistan, Walking with Maasai, and a couple of others, which are detailed in the report in the book. And looking at where the money went, costs that were below budget were, well, the main ones were advertising and fuel. That was just due to careful management through the year. Staff salaries and expenses. So staff salaries and expenses includes things like um, costs of um, Earlsmere Gardens, repairs and maintenance on the properties. It's not just literally people's salaries and their personal expenses. So when I say they're slightly over budget, um, it's not because people are spending too much. It's because we had to do some extra repairs on a couple of places. Um, they were also 2% lower than last year as well. So that's just worth noting because last year they were brought down already. So they've been tightly managed again. The other one that may seem a bit strange is that missions was, it looks like it's overspent against the budget. But that's basically because as our income goes up, the missions budget goes up. So against the original budget we set, we spent more because we had more money. So that's a good thing, not a bad thing. That money there, that £2,000 above budget, excludes the additional money that was allocated from the surplus, which is an extra, about another £2,000. And then the last one is church repairs and maintenance was overspent um, due to the new window and the preparatory work that I just mentioned in the chancel room, which I'm sure you will agree has made the chancel room a much nicer room as well. We're having the daylight in there. And then lastly, just looking at 2011, looking at what the budget we've set compares to 2010. Again, we've set a planned deficit budget of £3,000. On the income side, we're looking at an overall reduction in income of 11%. That's mainly due to there being no one-off benefit from the tax man. Um, there are a couple of other things as well. You may remember three years ago when the income tax rate was reduced, um, the tax man said that there would be a reduction in the gift aid reclaimable. That actually hits us this year, so the percentage tax we reclaim on your gifts goes from 28% down to 25, which has an impact of about £8,000 on our income. Also, when we bought Studley Grange Road, the youth worker house in 2008, a number of church family members agreed to make standing orders for three years. That also comes to an end this year, so we see that income go away. Um, we have factored in a 4% increase in plan giving, but overall it means 11% reduction in income. And on the cost sides, we've factored in a 2% reduction of overall costs compared to what we spent. Um, that's mainly due to the missions budget going down because it's the converse. As our income goes down, the mission budget goes down. Um, and also there's a 4% reduction in salaries, mainly due to sort of staff changes and timings about when people are replaced. 
um, and the last thing just to explain are the money that we give to the diocese um, has increased by a two and a half thousand pounds to 88,500 that includes a significant contribution that we make to support other churches who don't have as generous a congregation as our own so we we are asked to contribute around about 60,000 for um, Mark, the vicarage, um, supporting training costs of curates um, across the London diocese, but we then make an additional contribution to support those other churches who can't do that. So that's kind of all I have to say. I'm happy to take any questions. The statutory accounts will be available shortly. They'll be approved by the PCC. They'll be made available to the church as well. And obviously, if you have any questions on those, then I'm happy to take those. But they're not ready yet. Fantastic. If you, uh, have you got the um, actual accounts open? It's really helpful to see uh, what's on the accounts. Um, about page three, four, or five even. Uh, so that you've got those figures. Questions? Yes, Val. What's happened to the Roof Repairs Fund? Um, uh, the designated funds of the Roof are still there, but they're now held in a fund called Building, building Fund, which is held on account. And um, uh, what we're trying to do is not designate other things definitely to the Roof, rather... Uh, keep it as undesignated because otherwise we tie ourselves up with that. So the money is still there, although we have spent some of it on the roof. I'm trying to think what we spent it on. Ray, what did we spend? We did the guttering and things. And um, to answer the question, it's within the line called general reserves, the 96,000. There's around about somewhere between 25 and 30,000 that the church has designated as funds to do with the roof and we can't do anything with it apart from spend it on the roof if because we've formally designated it now as a pcc we are aware that the roof may need repairing at some point as, and as and when that arises we would move the funds around but to restrict it in that way that means that we cannot do anything with that money apart from spend it on the roof okay any other questions Well, that's great. Do you want just a few more minutes to look at those accounts? It's really, it's really helpful time to, if you've got any questions, I'm not expecting any questions from PCC members. You've seen them enough, I think. No? Okay. The f uh, any repairs on the roof's been taken out of those funds, yeah. So anything we do on the roof, we we take it from that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Vicky, thank you very much for your report. We really appreciate it. Um, we now move to uh, the election of um, our uh, no appointment of an auditor. Vicky, we need to appoint an auditor. Can you need to do that, please? Yes. Um one thing I need to explain to you is our auditor actually changed during the year last year because um, our previous um, auditor and accountant, Richard, had decided that he was going to deregister, which meant that he couldn't audit our accounts without us paying 
an extra £1,500 um, towards his registration fee because basically we were his only customer who needed him to be formally registered. So as a result of that, we have changed auditor. We're now using the same auditor as New Wine and several other churches in the area use, um, which is Summers Morgan, who are based up in Chorley Wood. So I would like to propose Summers Morgan to be the company who audit us for this coming financial year. We need a seconder for that. Thank you. Martin Williams would like to second that. Those in favour of appointing Summers Morgan for another year? Thank you. Anybody against? Any abstentions? Great. Unanimous. Thank you very much. That's a great job done. Okay. We need to formally appoint uh, or elect our PCC. Um, uh, those standing for PCC are Vicky Reed, our treasurer, and representing Grace and Small and... Um, uh, that ministry that reaches out during the midweek. Martin Williams, uh, representing uh, children's work. Uh, Hilary Phillips, representing missions. Uh, Julie Richardson, representing children and youth. Julie's not here tonight. It's Simon's birthday. She's taking him out for dinner. So um, she sent her apologies. Um, Mark Bedford, representing 20-somethings and AV. Madeline Calors, representing uh, children, choices, and evening connect. Peter Bricknell, representing uh, men and work particularly, and uh, Ray Troke, representing uh, Children's Ministry, PCC Juices, and Evening Connect, and as our PCC Secretary. They are those who are currently standing. Um, that leaves us, uh, including Danny and Aaron, that leaves us with uh, 10 who are elected. We have room for two more, I believe, on PCC, if anybody else would like to stand tonight or is desperate to stand tonight or if you want to be involved throughout the year of course we can uh, talk to you about that okay can those who I've just read out will you stand up guys come on out here it's very important we'd like to pray for you because we don't have more than we need it means that we the, this group are automatically elected uh, to represent the church. PCC is really important because they represent the church family uh, throughout the year. Of course, also on PCC, um, uh, I s s I'm chair on PCC and um, uh, Barry Hingston will be on PCC this coming year and our new curate when they come, uh, Chris Fox, will also join PCC as part of uh, their training process of learning uh, the management and the process of a church family. So, I'd love us to pray for these guys. Can we do that? Why don't you stretch your hand out with me? Father, we want to thank you for uh, these who have uh, stood this year to represent this church family uh, in all that we're doing. We pray your blessing and grace upon them. And we ask, Lord, that you would guide us as a team, that throughout the year we would be used to see this church grow, to see your kingdom extended, to see the ministries supported, and to see people one for you. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause. Fantastic. Just want to um, uh, give a 
little brief report, really. I'm always amazed when we go through uh, the finances that um, uh, f- what we achieve with uh, what we've got. Um, there are currently uh, 50, 14 of us, stroke 15 of us, who are uh, working in some uh, way, part-time, full-time, uh, uh, voluntary paid capacity to um, uh, minister through this church into the wider community. And um, uh, I, even today, I was at a meeting uh, with a bishop today, and they were talking about, uh, we were being uh, spoken to about what our role was as a training incumbent if we have a curate, you see. And they were talking about what different churches did and how we have to do these particular things. And I was sitting there actually thinking, I'm not sure if we did those very well or I'm not sure if I'm very good at them, but uh, we do try to do them. And um, as they were reflecting on the way in which we do things, um, uh, we ref- I was uh, sitting quite quietly and the bishop turned and said, of course, St. Paul's is quite different with the amount of output it gives to the whole diocese and uh, reflected on what was going on amongst lots of other churches and what comes out of here and what actually goes on within uh, this church family that blesses the wider uh, church family. So it is a real privilege actually to lead a church that has such a heart uh, and a wider ministry uh, that we have. Uh, we have some very exciting things happening uh, this coming year. Looking back, we give huge thanks for what God has done for us in 2010. Uh, I think that, you know, we experienced something of the grace of God um, as a, a church family together. Uh, you will see if you look at our um, uh, PCC Secretary's report, that, um, uh, which is in the center pages, that a significant amount of stuff went on. Uh, Richard Turner joined us in September. We had uh, Adam and Katie join uh, the staff as interns. Peter Shaw left us to pursue his acting career. Um, uh, St. Paul's Play School is, is in a really healthy place. Adeline, our leader over there, said to me the other day, she said the staff are just so fantastic at the moment and work so well together. It's a really great atmosphere that they have uh, in there. Uh, we have... Um, finished with the passing on of the coffee shop and um, that is now running really well with its new owners and and we are still using it for ministry it's really quite exciting at the moment we're running the marriage course in there and uh, we'll continue to do uh, other ministries in and through um, that uh, coffee shop uh, this september we start with our uh, the opportunity to do further education uh, that is um uh, approved by um, uh, Chester University uh, that gives it validation and uh, there'll be opportunity uh, if you did it for up to six years you could gain a, a full degree but you can get a certificate in theology after a year you get a diploma after a, uh, two years I think and then you uh, after that it builds on to a whole degree so that's a really exciting addition to what we do as a church and you can you can do a year and take a year off and come back in for another year so it's something that you can continue to do and one of the things that we're going to use that um, uh, ministry for is we're actually going to ask those who are interns here to take part in that so they'll be taking part in some theological education while they're here uh, which will be uh, from uh, 
tutors who are outside the church, which I think will be a really positive thing uh, to be part of. Um, uh, church attendance over this last year, it is uh, uh, very exciting uh, when you look at the number of people that come. We don't, not everybody comes every week. Um, there's a, uh, an average, they reckon, across London where people come twice a month. We've looked at the average here. The average here is actually uh, three out of every four is quite a, uh, a good average. It's here of, of families that are coming, which is quite exciting. But our electoral roll has gone up to 896 in this last year with, um, on an average Sunday, including children, about 780 coming to worship, which we think is a very uh, encouraging number, actually, as a church family. As we, you know, there's, there's much talk at the moment around uh, the nation, as there has been for many years, of, you know, the church slowly in decline. Well, that is not our experience, actually. Uh, it is AGM meetings, but actually, you know, in every other area, we're on the increase, which is very helpful. We're not too worried about that. I actually take the, the fact that people don't come. I don't know if we don't perhaps advertise it enough, but the people don't come. I think people actually, uh, the minutes of the PCC meetings are available on the notice board every, after every PCC. I know lots of people do go and look at them. And I think there is a, uh, a real feeling actually within the Church of Trust and, and a feeling that, you know, we're doing what God has called us to do and, and living within the means and being care- we, the means that we have and being careful uh, with what we do. So I think that we're really uh, encouraged in, in so many areas uh, as a church family. Um, not only are we uh, launching the New Wine Training Partnership this year, which will be happening in September of this year, but there is a real desire... Uh, for us as a church family also to get some trips going abroad. We, we've uh, started with some of the young people going abroad uh, uh, just uh, two years ago, and we would like to get that happening every year, actually. That's something that is in our heart to ensure that uh, young people are getting experience of going abroad. And um, uh, also to support our mission partners um, to be out and to be part uh, visit People like Jill Bedford and David and Jenny Watson and uh, Becker and Henny Murray and uh, to go to those places where people are ministering and we can go out there and visit them and support them and perhaps take teams uh, with us. So that's one of our desires this year. Uh, as soon as Barry um, had agreed to uh, stay on till 2013 and made it one of his absolute targets that we get Barry Hinkston out on an aeroplane somewhere uh, uh, to visit some uh, partners abroad and to support our mission partners. And I think that would be great. And my hope is that when we do these trips, I know that they'll be, uh, they, they cost, but, but that actually some people will say, I'll take some holiday and buy my plane ticket and I'll go as well. And that we're able to send a little group out to go and support and see these projects. And I think that's a really exciting opportunity. Um, so uh, I would like to go as well. I think that's quite important. Uh, Lindsay would like to go. Simon's just come back from uh, uh, the, the, um, the delights of Hong Kong, but also the poverty of Nepal and seeing what's going on uh, there. And again, there's huge opportunities to support different ministries. Joe Daniel, who we um, uh, support as a church family with the, the schools and the churches that 
uh, run in northern India. Um, he's been in touch again saying, please come and bring a team and be part of the ministry out here. So there's another uh, community that we, uh, I hope, will visit at some point, um, either this year or early next year. So there's some real opportunities to do that, both uh, as uh, adult members of the church, but also to get some of our uh, young people out there. And also, this year, of course, uh, 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 the major part of our five-year building project starts. Um, uh, the PCC that have been elected have got quite a lot of work to do in this coming year. Uh, the builders move in on May the 16th. I think that's about right. Yeah, May the 16th. And uh, on May the 16th up the front here, um, uh, scaffolding will go up somewhere up to the ceiling and uh, it will be covered. And uh, we are hoping, if all goes to plan, um, that... Uh, the scaffolding might come down at the beginning of September. That's our hope. Uh, uh, you know, you can always hope for these things, can't you? We'll see how it goes. But that's our hope. So that throughout the summer we're doing that. And, and uh, uh, we've had those plans out in, uh, at uh, Vision Night. We've had them out at PCC. We've looked at them. They're uh, very available. If anybody ever wants to come and have a look at them and explore what we're doing, if you haven't seen it yet, um, but I think it's going to be very exciting, actually. And one of the key things uh, that this will enable us to do, uh, that we really are desperate to do, is to fit a new uh, kitchen which will be uh, e e equipped for the way in which we use the kitchen here. You know, our kitchen is very heavily used as a church family. And uh, one wonders, actually, if we, you know, health and safety, we do pass health and safety, but you just see that they get a little more stringent every year, and our kitchen's falling a little more into disrepair every year. So we're desperate to get to that place where we can change that. And, of course, actually, for lots of reasons, not least the fact that it is evangelistic, that we do need some really good women's toilets. So that will be a key thing that we have going on here. And, and I, I don't know about you, but actually, if you're thinking of joining a church and you come here, with uh, little children as a family. That's our, you know, one of the big outreaches we have is children, families with little children. Uh, one of the key things that people are looking for is good toilets. If you're coming for an event, a tiny little me, a great and small, a Sunday services, you want to be able to go in and ensure that the toilets are clean and in good condition and there are enough of them to cope. And particularly with some of the uh, women's days and things that go on here, um, uh, extending the number of women's toilets we have uh, is very important. Then I'll, when all of that's done, we'll extend the men's and get a few more in there. But the men can normally wait a bit. And they, they then, then, of course, ultimately a lift upstairs. The, uh, we, we, we put it down as a five-year project. We started last year by doing the uh, preparatory work. So all that strengthening went in. That was a key thing that happened for us. Uh, we're now in the second year of the five-year project, uh, and uh, it will take us uh, another, including this year, four years to make it. So actually, will be five years in total, um, but um, uh, if everything goes to plan. And we, we've planned that out also financially to ensure that we can manage that well and carefully as a church um, uh, family. So we've got lots going on. Uh, we're looking forward to all that God uh, is going to do with us and through us. 
and uh, we are thrilled with what he has done uh, over this last year. So I think as a church family, we can be really excited about um, uh, what is happening uh, with us um, uh, together um, and what God might have in store for us uh, for this coming year. Okay, I'd love now just to throw the mic open and say, anybody got any questions they would like to ask me or they would like to ask somebody else in the church? It's just an opportunity to ask a question about anything you'd like to ask about. Uh, it didn't cost us anything to get rid of it, fortunately. Uh, are, they, are they charging us to use the premises? Um, actually, uh, what we're doing with the marriage course is we're buying meals there every week. And uh, the same with Skylight, uh, the Skylight Lounge, the, the um, midweek congregation that meets there. So he cooks for them. Uh, provides a meal for them, and they pay for the meal and get the premises free. That's the way we're working it. Um, if we have to use it, if we have to pay for it, the suggested fee he's given us is £10 an hour, which seems very reasonable to us as a, to cover his service charge. So I think probably, if I'm honest, you know, we, uh, the buying of the coffee shop was, a, uh, was something that we went into. Um, we are... Now, beyond that, I think it probably wasn't the greatest decision we ever took as a church family. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I think you, you try these things. And um, uh, that was one of those that didn't work as well for us. Although, Skylight Lounge still meets in it and is still doing great work. And we now have, we are now more known in the community and in the high street than we were before. And we're still having a presence there every week, at least twice a week at the moment. So I say it hasn't worked. It, it hasn't and it has. You know, there's still something there. And, and interestingly, one of the, one of the um, expressions that's used of um, churches around the country, of what they're doing, is they, they talk about fresh expressions of church. And um, Owen knows all about this because they study it at college and it's really difficult to find a new style of doing church that's working really well. People are just trying to find ways of doing it. And what happens with Skylight Lounge on a Tuesday night is actually far better than most across the country. It's, it's quite a significant little ministry that's going on that's trying to reach out to people uh, on the edges who's trying to bring them in and ask questions. So... Uh, I'm not sure that it hasn't worked totally. I think it has, but um, it is a relief to have not have the financial burden of that ministry. Thank you. Yes. The five-year plan. Um, what are the approximate costs per year? and the kind of total cost. And second one, um, the 780 average attendance seems higher than the last couple of years, and I just wondered what the growth is compared with the last two or three years. Okay. Um, the costs for each phase 
I've got those upstairs, actually. I haven't got them on me. Um, I couldn't... Uh, the, the big cost is this phase. So this, putting in the window here and the double-glazed window at the back. So we are screening in the um, stained glass window. Uh, we're putting in a, a new floor with underfloor heating and we're putting in another window to match the lower window in the chancel room up high in that room, which also provides another escape route as well, fire escape as well. So to put all of that, that's the big cost. That whole lot is uh, £63,000 plus VAT and any extras that will come with that. Um, and then these other ones, the, the other next biggest one is the lift, which is about £25,000. But other than that, they're about, I think the kitchen's about £16,000. Is that about right, Ray? Um, and then um, the other, the women's toilets are about 11000 something like that. So, so the, it's manageable. We, what we've tried to do, so um, we were able to carry a little bit over from uh, unspent repairs and maintenance last year, which was £3,500. We had the surplus that uh, actually the reason we got five quarters in was because uh, what we did was we um, computerized the tax reclaim process. So up until last August, it was all done by hand. So having computerized it, now you can do it immediately. So that's why we were able to get an qu extra quarter back in. And that... £35,000 added to everything else has given us enough to be able to say with that and what we've budgeted this year we can do that whole phase this year as in one lump um, uh, and then the others will be managed each year I think that makes sense it's, so the overall cost in total is probably I don't know 140-ish thousand pounds uh, which for what we'll get is very good value, really. Um, your second question was percentage-wise, how have we grown? Um, uh, if I'm honest, I don't really know. Uh, if I'm honest, I, I think that, you know, you can, if it's a really sunny Sunday, I know we'll be down by 100 people. Because people go, it's sunny, let's go somewhere. And that's fine. Um, if it's a sort of overcast Sunday, the 11 o'clock is normally heaving. So it, it, it depends on, it's weather dependent, it's, you know, bank holiday dependent. It's, but there's been a significant amount of growth, particularly at the 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it is creeping up every year. Yeah, we are we are on a bit of a growth spurt, which is great because for uh, we we peaked actually we peaked and then we filtered down a little bit and then we plateaued and now we're creeping up again and that's a really good thing and um, I think a lot of that is down to the likes of great and small, the likes of tiny little me, the likes of the fact that we have 
such a variety of ministries that people can get involved in. Uh, the likes of uh, high-quality worship. Uh, I, the, one of the first things the PCC will be doing, we, we meant to look at it at our last meeting, we ran out of time, but um, were the results of the feedback forms that people on Vision Night filled in. And they're really encouraging, and we'll, we'll publish them at, at some point for everybody so they can see them. But, but actually, um, you know, people appreciate the, the welcome, and they appreciate the worship, and they appreciate the ministry, and they appreciate the teaching. And, you know, and there are some comments to help us to, to adjust those, but there's some really good stuff there. In fact, the most negative comments were about the coffee. So we, we have actually, even just yesterday, adjusted the coffee and seen how we go. And uh, apparently people like it a bit better. So I don't know. So we'll see. But I guess it is quite important, isn't it? But we're, we're looking at all, all of that. I mean, I'm quite excited. I just presented a paper to uh, the, the staff team last week that um, we're trying to introduce, and we've yet to have it fully mapped out, but um, sometimes it can feel a little as though the notices are just the notices in church. And what we're going to try and do is do a church family slot, church life. And um, for that, we're going to interview some individuals and find out about what they do in the workplace. And in so doing, pray for those in that type of workplace. We're going to interview some people who are involved in some particular ministries to highlight the ministry and find out about those sort of ministries. We want to create some more regular slots for people telling stories of God at work and what God's done in and through their lives. So there's opportunity, greater opportunity for testimony. Um, and to do all of that, we're, we, we, we've, I've shaped it all out, but we're trying to shape the services, and the idea is to launch this after Easter, is to shape the services so that they are uh, a little more news information as well as worship teaching and ministry so we're trying to bring a bigger picture in and one of the reasons for that is to ensure that we're connecting with people in the workplace monday to friday now there's a great danger that the church becomes disconnected with that so we're trying to step right into that and also highlight the ministries and i think that you know being a church that thinks that way that's always looking for the next thing is, is a church that means that we will grow in different ways. And, you know, we've got a great team, you know, Barry preaching and, and you know, the, the fun of the team here and the lev quality of the worship and the fact that there's ministry always, always available is something that helps us to grow. Any other questions? Richard at the back. Let me go to Richard at the back. Um, apologies for being late and missing most of the evening, but just looking through the finance summary, it's amazing, isn't it? We've made a really good surplus. We've been able to start all the work ahead of what was budgeted. Um, we still seem to be doing everything from a ministry point of view we used to be doing. So kind of what's turned around from a couple of years ago when we had a bit of a gap? Oh, that's a very good question, isn't it? What has turned around? Um, I think uh, a couple of years ago, the big gap was that actually 
Um, I think that the gap was there was uh, because um, for some reason our, uh, the number of people on the plan giving scheme leaving that year was higher than average. Um, therefore, our planned giving came down. I haven't got those figures here, Richard, but I think if you look back in the figures, you've probably got them at home. If you look back in the figures a couple of years ago, you'll see that our giving went down by about 50 to 60,000 pounds over the course of a year. A lot of that was due to people moving, job moves, because of the current economic climate. I don't know anybody that's left the church disgruntled in any way. I think it's just natural movement. Um, and also a process of um, that particular year with uh, what happened with my son that actually things went slightly, no one kept an eye on the finances. Normally I'm looking every month and adjusting stuff and you know, you can ask anybody with any budget, I'm going, you can't spend any money. <laughs> you know, we're looking, I'm looking quite carefully and that year from May right through to September, I probably put my hand on my heart so I didn't look at it once and therefore things were being spent and the income wasn't being watched. Uh, and that was the main reason for it, I think. So we weren't pacing ourselves carefully. Uh, we pace ourselves very carefully. So you can, you know, as you look through the finances, you can see individuals' expenses and everything else. So it's all there for people to see. Um, uh, we've tightened up on some of the budgets, children's work and youth work and other things, and being more careful with it. Uh, we've had... Uh, a year of not doing any major work in the church. That was one of the things that helped us, actually, to say, we said to Ray earlier to year, please just of decorating and touching up and doing all of that sort of thing. So we didn't do anything major in the church. Uh, whereas what we, our program has been, over the period of the last um, 17 years, let's do a bit every year, like you would do on your own personal home, so that we don't get... 25 years down the road and go gosh we need to spend half a million pounds but rather we keep we keep it going slowly so I think that's probably why that was there and why we are able to manage it now as we have so you'll see that repairs and maintenance budget that year particularly has gone down I should have stayed back here shouldn't I really sorry not a follow-on question but just I mean it is amazing this year so just thanks to Kathy and Vicky and standing committee it's obviously managed really well Thank you, especially uh, Vicky and Kathy. Actually, who've um, Kathy's the one who's got all the tax back for us, and Vicky does the finances. They're terrific. Well, Val, you had your hand up. Do we still have an electoral roll? And if so, how many are on it? Yes, the the number there is on the electoral roll. It says in the, on the report. Did you see it in that page? It'll say. It says in here on one of the pages, Val. There you go, electoral roll. Under our PCC Secretary's account report. Anybody, any other questions? Yes, Mark. No, no, no. no. Yeah, just a question about the um, reform to the services. If you're going to add in a section on church life, 
would you take something else out or would the service just get longer? Yeah, I've got a couple of others. Um, the second one was the people that are on your address database, do you have a, a kind of overview of um, does the church serve the area in which it sits geographically as you might expect or is there a skew towards certain areas for the people that we have in church? And also, you know those mail shots that you occasionally do at at Easter time, for example, would you consider doing those to people's emails or do you quite want to always write those? Good question. Um, uh, number one, uh, are the services going to get longer? No, they're not. We're committed to doing 75 minutes for our morning services and it's uh, uh, 90 minutes for our evening services and we're going to try and stick to those. So we're going to sharpen up on the time we start we're going to sharpen up on how long things take so um, uh, you as PCC will you can you'll be looking at the order of service anyway because it'll be a good point of discussion so uh, we're planning that out quite carefully and I've I've sort of mapped it to the minute to see what we can fit in it could be a bit messy to start with as we try and do it but we'll still finish on time it means we're going to have to cut some other things down um, secondly, do we serve our area? Um, yes, we do, actually. There's a, there's a real cross-section from across the area that come, which is quite exciting. Uh, where's the biggest leaning? Towards Hamwell. And I think that's just to do with house prices. That's just that, you know, that's, that's where there is a leaning to, if there were any leaning, that um, that's where people would come from who would be outside the area. But if you... If you did a snapshot of the people who come to St. Paul's and you drew a circle around them, we are uh, one of the least eclectic larger churches in the country. So we're, we're still quite a local church. I mean, it's quite extraordinary, really. Um, and that's local as in, you know, the majority within a couple of miles and then just a, a, a few beyond that. So we're, we're quite a, a local church still, which I think uh, is a really good thing. Um, the third question was... Oh, emailing or writing, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a real... That's a really good uh, discussion point, actually. Um, uh, email would be a good idea, but I think lots of people just hit delete. One of the things I try to use a mailing for is because people are often quite shocked to get something like that. And it is a reminder. And we had, not Sunday just gone, but the Sunday before, we had people who used to come here and had dropped off, came back holding their letters. So, you know, yeah, there is a cost to it. And there is an environmental thing about it, and there's a lot of stuff about it. But we try to be as careful as we can. But I think as a marketing strategy, just every now and again it's worth it. And, and you know, I have, we did one year go through and cross off everybody we knew were regulars. And so we won't just write to them, we just write to everybody else. And... Some people said to me, well, why didn't we get a letter? So we thought, well, you know, you can't win everything, can you? So actually you think, well, actually, why wouldn't we do everybody so that everybody knew what we were doing? 
And then on the Sunday after, when people do come, people go, oh, yeah, you got a letter to you. That's great. You know, and, and uh, you know, people came in, some people who'd, who'd slipped through the net somehow, came back. One person said to me, she said, I came back because you signed it personally, Mark, which I obviously hadn't. So that was a, you know, but, it, it, but she was able to come back and, and go, this was my access back into church. Well, if you gain 10 people back that way who have slipped off the net. And we have, Ray manages a couple of databases. We have, uh, the, you know, the careful, try a careful look at who comes regularly. And then we have those who've moved away or would no longer be members. And sometimes we'll write to them uh, and connect with them, especially if they live fairly locally. So we'll do a mailing to them and draw them in as well. Is that okay? Yes. I just wondered if you could say anything about the church property. You know, how, how many are there and who, uh, how many, do they all belong to the church or do they belong to the diocese? And particularly, we seem to be losing one member of staff um, because uh, I think, I wonder who's going to be living in the houses, basically. Um, okay. Uh, we have um, Nightingale Road, which is in Hamwell. We have Earlsmere Gardens, which is just around the corner here. We have Studley Grange Road. Is that what it's called? It is. And Studley Grange Road, uh, which is the youth pastor's house. And we have Littlewood Close, which is just around here. And then there's the vicarage. I live in the vicarage and uh, with a lovely family. And um, uh, Studley Grange Road is for the youth pastor and some interns. Um, we're going to move Simon and Sarah Parry from Nightingale Road to Earlsmere Gardens. At the moment, um, Owen and Becky Heaslip and their three girls live in Earlsmere Gardens. Uh, and it is walking distance to the church and it's right near Fielding School. Simon and Sarah uh, have their children at Fielding School and um, they've got two children. So... They're moving in there, and the new curate who's coming is going to move into Nightingale Road because Chris and Nell don't have any children. So uh, it makes sense to have the children in the community near the school so they can walk to school and Chris and Nell a little bit further away. And then Littlewood Close over here, and that is a discussion that... Uh, the church wardens and I have already had, and I'm having a conversation with the uh, treasurer um, tomorrow, and we are looking at how we're going to use that property in this next year, but there will be some people in it. That's the answer to that. That's as much as I can give you tonight, but that's the answer. There will be some people in it. Is that okay? I don't think we own any other property, thank goodness. <laughs> Two separate things. One, I was asked by Life Group to say something about the website or to ask about it, and I think it was a slight sort of complaint possibly about things not being updated or looking for dates or something. I can't really remember, actually, to be honest. But I said I'd say it. So. <laughs> the second one was about putting other things into the service. Sorry, I've got so through um, And whether... Oh, how do I put this? Um, uh, just sometimes whether the singing could be cut a little bit shorter if we've got more information to give because 
I have a feeling sometimes, I kind of came from a different background, been here 12 years, in the Baptist circles you had a hymn sandwich, so you had standing up, singing, sitting down, doing. Here it feels like there's three songs repeated three times or something. Almost like it has to be, like it's, you know, God wouldn't come otherwise. That's my kind of feeling about it. And not everybody is drawn closer to God by singing. When we did that study in the life group, I think you sent round about how people are drawn closer to God. It was very different through serving, through things. So sometimes it seems a shame to squish other things. Yeah, that, absolutely. And that's... Um, uh, you couldn't really hear that? Okay. Um, the first one was... I forgot what the first one was now. Oh, it was the website. Is the website up to date? Um, I think the website's on, on work in progress, continuing to work in progress. And um, uh, yes, it is up, as up to date as we can make it at the moment. It would be lovely to have someone allocated to that just to do it. But um, we're working on that. Uh, actually, we were looking at it this very day. Um, uh, services, yes, absolutely. But that's something that we are looking at at PCC. So I've, we've already written the plans for that, so on, on timings and things. And I'm very aware of that, and very aware of that following the feedback from the vision night as well. So that's something you can take it back and say we are thinking about that. Is that okay? Okay, last question, Val, and then we're going to... Are we getting a replacement for Owen when he goes? Are we getting a replacement for Owen? Uh, yes, we've got in the budget to have uh, a worship director... Uh, one day a week, and uh, we have interviewed and appointed. I should, I should have said this, shouldn't I? And John Murphy, who is currently one of our worship leaders, uh, who is a music teacher uh, and is self-employed, is going to work for us one day a week to manage that. So he'll also oversee uh, worship for weddings and funerals and uh, he's got the skills also to do carols by candlelight and all sorts of other things. So he'll bring some of that in uh, to us as a church family, which is very exciting. And he and Georgie live in Hamwell, you know, where lots of other people live as well. So, um, okay, I'm going to, uh, if you have any other questions, please don't hesitate to come and ask us. It's really good uh, to uh, be able to talk about these things, actually, so that we can communicate them out. But this is also the sort of stuff that's talked about at PCC. So you've seen who's on PCC. Please make the most of that and ask them to bring stuff. And when they bring it, we then discuss it as a church family together. Is that okay? Uh, let's, should we finish with a song? And then those on PCC, we have a short meeting that we need to do together. Are you... There are people who aren't on email, absolutely. That's one of the reasons we write. Just said that, it's not true at all, but uh, you know, absolutely. Joy, get a computer. <laughs> not really, my lovely. We'll write to you. Okay, let's stand, shall we? Thank you that you invite us to be who we are. And to do what we do, thank you that you include us in your kingdom work. Please, Lord, take what we've talked about this evening, the reports we've approved, the reflections we've had, the questions we've asked. And Lord, we pray your kingdom come.
your will be done through us as a church family. Amen. Let's worship with a song to finish. Faithful one, so for this evening. Thank you for this church family. Thank you for uh, the youngest and newest born to the oldest and longest serving member. Thank you for the way in which you have smiled on us in this last year. Lord, may we humbly ask that you continue to smile on us as we seek to serve you in every way we can, sharing your good news with those around us. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. PCC members, if we can just go into the um, chapel, we just have a brief meeting as a uh, finish the evening off. Thank you.